Welcome to episode two of the Toffee TV podcast. It's me and Andy. The Piv is back. Hello. Baz is is gone. Sunning himself up. Butchie smugglers carrot oil, so on. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order, but <laughs> um Florida. Yeah. Some of us some of us have like secret stashes of cash where we can go off and do these things. I know. Sorry, Mr. Taxman. There are any tax men listening. That's a joke. Just stop. Allegedly. Stop right now. Yeah. Stop listening. It's a free podcast. Yeah. We've made no profits off this podcast whatsoever. Um, yeah, three weeks in Florida. Just, it's all right for some of them. It is, it is, it is all right for him. You know, I think it's, it smacks of unprofessionalism to me. Well, he leaves it, you know, leaves it in the lurch. I've got to come in twice a week now. It's, you know, maybe three times a week in certain cases. It's not fair, is it? it it's, no. I'm, I'm, I'm slight, I'm very disgusted with him, if I'm honest. He, he has literally just left me on my lurch, on the lurch. They just could at least get a video link in, sure. He, he? he could have, he could have Skype, but you know. I've got Mickey Mouse to do the final word. Too busy. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say what he's doing, but it involves dolphins and and, and blowholes. I've, I've heard he's, he loves Sea World. If anyone's seen Blackfish, that's not a good thing. No, no, he's all over the Blackfish. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Saturday's game at Goodison Park. First home game, yeah. Nice to get a win. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, not it wasn't a perfect performance, but four points from six. That's what that's all we want. That's what you know. Get you know, you don't have to be in your best form as long as you're getting points on the board. I know, I know people, obviously, what would like us to be like, you know, Man City, wherever you're already, but it's going to take time, going to get players into into gear, getting players playing the best. Gabamon's still trying to get up to his, up to his best. Um, you know, you've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin, is still trying to find his best form. Keane's coming off the bench and exciting people, so yeah, it was all positive, really. That said, what did you make of the flags? I like the flags. I think I think it's a good thing. At the end of the day, Goodison's been too long, been unless there's been like either... You know, a bad decision against us, a bad referee in performance. It's quite a quiet crowd generally on a Saturday at three o'clock as well. It's, it's at its worst at times. Mm. Under the lights, it's never like that. But when when this is Saturday, I think there's sometimes I think the last like five or six years, at least since the first Martinez season, there's been an air of expectation around Goodison sometimes. And if we aren't playing well, it's 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 quite negative at the Goodison Park. So I think I think the the, the originals, eighteen seventy eight and other groups trying to trying to better that is it's a good thing for us. I think it's a good thing to have that atmosphere. Silence certainly helping anyway. Yeah, I, I I thought it was all right. People, I don't get the, the why people moan about it. First game of the season, you're trying to do something a little bit different. You're trying to get the atmosphere to where you want it. You're trying to set a standard, I think. I think those lads are trying to set a standard by or just making sure that people know that's going to be the norm. And now and again, you'll do things like flags to just create a little bit of a uh, talking point and, the, and get the atmosphere going. I, th- I thought it looked spectacular. It's a visual thing. You know, maybe it's not for the crowd. It's not just for the crowd. It's when, obviously, the match of the day cameras are there and sky cameras. It looks great when all them flags are going, you know, Liverpool fans are, you know, take, up the, take pride in this reputation, don't they? It looks great when the cameras are at Anfield. Why can't we have that? So I think I know a lot of some people didn't hold up the flags, but I thought it looked good to the people who did. Yeah, there was a there was a few around me who didn't who didn't hold them up, but that's up to them as long yeah, as they want Evans to lose probably as well. But <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I can't can't be going. There's, there's some negative people around. No, though. there is. Listen, people will always say that's not our thing and uh, that's a cop by cop by behaviour and all that. And then other people, it's not always that. I don't think. I think some people attach it to the whole Chelsea, like you know, plastic fans, plastic flags kind of thing as well. But this was, yeah. this was an organic thing that was done by fans of the club who just wanted to. 
make a spectacle, make some atmosphere, and, and it done its job. I think, I think the only thing that let it down was is the um, the kids in the co- the corner in the originals in GT Eight, is it? Yeah. Um, I don't. Something went wrong with the tickets or something. Yeah, they only got twenty seven or twenty eight tickets or something in that end, and they supposed to have two hundred. And then the, the police and the stewards were telling them to sit down. You know, they're trying to get an atmosphere going. I think if you're gonna have meetings at the club. Everyone needs to be there, so that, you know it's a uniform thing. But you know, I know, um, I know. At the end of last season, I know people officials from the club were sitting by them. Yeah, but, you know when they did it the first time. I don't know if that's something that that has continued, but. Um, I find that very strange that they haven't fulfilled promises that that they said they were going to do something. I mean, that area is a a typically um, not empty area, but it's probably one of the last places that normally sells on a match day. So you surely want a lot of people to have their season tickets there, so you can guarantee seats. Yeah. So you can guarantee, and and then other people can get maybe visually better seats. Yeah. Those lads are there for a reason and they're doing the jobs. And I, I really hope that was just a. Just a mistake, and, but, and yeah. it hasn't. Um, it's not something that's going to carry on for the rest of the season because you know those lads have gone in on Friday. Took time out of their own time. Took, days, yeah, yeah, took time up out of their own whatever work or or, or whatever, um, and probably school holidays for some of them. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. They've done they've done well there, and and I think the club have got to back them in in what. And I know the club have backed them, so I hope it was only a, a, a just a just a, one of those things. Yeah, you'd hope so. I think you know. I think a lot. Of, I mean, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, "Oh, you know, they go, you know, everyone will be laughing at us and stuff." Who cares what other people yeah. think? As long as it's it's evident. Then the day, you know, we laugh at them. They have song him song him sheets, don't they? And they have like an organised times to meet at slow flares on Priory Road. You know, they, they, you know, just. Just go with it. Let's just try and get the, get the atmosphere going. At the end of the day, when Goodison's a bear pit, we play better. We yeah. always have done. That's every you know. You look back at the Healy win in the eighties. They'll know that people in the nineties when we were struggling always worked when we were the bear pit. And I think I, I think it's a good thing. So I hope they continue it really. Yeah, hopefully. And as I said, I think people are getting used to creating that atmosphere at the beginning of the game because there's no doubt that if you get it going at the beginning of the game, it'll continue. There's a feel good factor. And you don't get as many lulls in the game no. then when for singing. But um, the game itself, like you said before, we took four points from the first two games. We haven't really played well in either game. We've been functional. We've done done what we needed to do. And, and that carried on, on on Saturday. And really, the only real piece of class in the whole game has, has won the game. Yeah, great touch for a long, great long, long pass by. I'll say pass wasn't a long ball. Long pass by uh, Luca Dean. Great touch by Bernard. He's he's exceptional. Got an exceptional first touch, and then something we haven't seen from often, which is a fair, a fair finish early. He, he hit it early and wrong foot of the keeper. So yeah, that was that was a good start to the game. Attacking the place that still seems to be working itself out. I think there'll be tweaks here and there, maybe for Friday, maybe as we introduce new players to the team. But yeah, I think. Luckily, what's what you know? Everyone's fear from last season, Marcus Silva, has now gone completely away. The defense is excellent, really, isn't it? Mm. You know, obviously, we still conceded a couple of chances that you wouldn't like to concede, but you know, that's going to happen in football. You know, overall, quite solid, really. Obviously, we'll have better, bigger, and harder tests in terms of strikers, but it's a good start. Yeah, as you said, it's weird the way things have turned around. I know, probably for over a year now, I've, I, I, I think, probably around the end of. November going into December last year when when a lot of people were talking talking us up and it, it, it was funny because I remember doing a preview with the Redmen and ahead of the derby and they were talking how well we were playing and but I remember saying to them it's going forward that I actually worry about you know we don't create that many chances 
And I know at the time it was, you know, we thought we'd come through one blip sort of defensively, yeah. and we hadn't quite hit the second blip around. Um, January, yeah, when Millwall and things like that, and Man City and a few others. But it was scoring goals, and that's still that area, isn't it? Because you know, defensively now we just look like we know what we're doing. We're not. I don't think we're going to concede too many goals by making silly mistakes. We might concede goals by the opposition playing well or, or you know creating chances, but getting rid of that sh- those stupid mistakes, I think, is the first the first thing you've got to do. Gifting people goals, you can't, you can't, you just can't. It's a set piece by that last season. We yeah. conceded, I think, 40, 14 or fifteen by a certain points. I think it was February, March. By that point, we conceded fifteen goals from set piece. That that just wasn't acceptable, really. And I think, I think what happened is it. You know, you look at the defenders who came in seven last season: Kurt Zuma, uh, obviously Michael Keane coming off the back of a season under Sam Allardyce and Ronald Koeman. Also, this previous season he was under Daesh and Yeri yeah, I mean, who hadn't really played in England before and very limitedly in Europe. So you're trying to get them all to play zonal marking. Mm. It, it's quite a mismatch of people's styles and I think it's, it took time. I think you're seeing that now that even Coleman and Dean as a unit just really they know exactly how to play with each other. And I think that takes time. It's the same with, with anything. I think that's why Wolves finished above us last season because they've had a team together for 24 months who know their system. So I think given time, I think this is Silver's first, I think second season for about seven or six or seven years, I think, for him. So he's also finally has the chance to build something and take it forward. So I think it's it's a really good thing for Everton that we've now got that solid base to work off and now be able to focus on getting the attack working. What do you make of, of zonal marking? I know it's, it's been talked about all last season. What do you make of it as, like, as looking from a... From a tactical point of view, I think it's it's the, it's the it's the most used by the top clubs in Europe. I think it, it, it's sort of it, I'd say that it's something that like you know, Guardiola's used it all, all throughout his career. Mourinho sort of didn't didn't. I think the reason man to man marking went is because I think people found it too rigid because if a man was beaten essentially or a man missed a run, then that was that, that would be, it was danger. Whereas if if a man misses a run, it can be picked up in the zone by obviously by another defender. Mm. And I think I think they found it more more flexible to the to the actual tactics in the game. I'm, I still I'm obviously you know brought up in England. I think man to man Markham will always have a special place in the because that's always I was taught as a lad playing football. But yeah, zone Markham I think sees a stand, and and it doesn't work sometimes, but. The right clubs work on set pieces. Mm. So there's a few analysts out there now who do excellent work on set pieces. Stuart Reid on Twitter is one of them, by the way. He's, he's very good. And if you have clubs employed someone like him, like Liverpool employed a throwing coach, you can gain these marginal things. And, and zonal marking works as a as a concept, but you can also tweak them as well. So I think that's an idea the club needs to look at. I hated man to mark when I was a kid. I was too lazy to do it. I I I, I liked. Uh, Doing zonal marking, even though I was the only one who did it. Uh, <laughs> if he were off the penalty spots, I'm not. No, but I, yeah. even when I even when I played as as a, you know Sunday football as a as an adult, I used to always occupy that spot just around just around um, the near post. Yeah. Because most corners at that level come in at that. At oh that yeah, the just don't sit the back. And you, the amount of times you can just get rid of it, and people are moaning at me. There's a man at the back. There's a man at the back, and I'd be like, "Don't worry about it, mate. I have got this box." Though. You started at thirty yards. Yeah, exactly. yeah it, was, it was, but it was like proper Russian roulette. Like it was the amount of times. If you missed it, it was over. Yeah, it, it was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it'd be like, "There's a man," you know, the old, the old. There's a man. I've got two here. I've got two. Get out of bed, will you? <laughs> It's an anxious game for Paul, if you think about it. People get very anxious. There's two! There's two! Man on! Man on! You're going to give yourself an heart attack. Yeah, exactly. Everyone needs to relax. It's a, you know, just, just, that, that was me. I'd, I'd, I'd be playing on like three hours sleep after work, working nights. I'd be like, just, just chill out, mate. Just chill out. It's a game. Just have a lot. Just, 
Stop it, Pramat. Three hours ago, you were you were in the old five. Chill out, lads. <laughs> yeah, that's how Sunday football was rough because people were coming off nights up still, still uh, weaponised. Shall we say? <laughs> well, weaponised is a word. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't use. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was um, as you said, defensively we're getting it, we're getting it sorted, but it's the other end, really, isn't it? But we, I suppose, with the talent we've got. Or that we think we've got, then hopefully that should click. And yeah, it's just finding the right fits. I think. I think it's Mar- Mar- Marco Silva will tweak it in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, because they'll probably drop deeper. Alex Awobi may come into the side in different different positions. Bernard might be asked to play closer to the goal rather than that wide mm-hmm. as he has done. So he'll be a bit more narrow. So hopefully these things will help. Because if you look at like, Charleston season, I know we had a, yeah, one of his worst games for Everton on Saturday. Probably he still had two good goal scoring chances. Yeah. One was good. One was a really good chance. You know, he's, he's better when he gets close to goal. Three of his chances this season have come from set places, pieces where he's already in the box. You know, sometimes him running off the wings, great and all that, but I think getting him closer to goal means more more chance of scoring. How's that going to, how would that work then? That's the problem because then you're all going to have to go all down the left, then aren't you really? And it's, 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 I suppose it's then having a number 10, Guilfi, you then sort, sort of, sort of, you know, you, you basically like Liverpool do, it's quite fluid or Man City. People drift out into positions and people come in like Sterling's all over the pitch. And I suppose that's off the mark with Silva to work out. But there is ways of getting Richardson close to the goal rather than playing as more of an out-and-out winger. I think what you'd have to do to get Richardson close to the goal, you'd either have to play him up front, which I don't, which it doesn't really suit the system at the moment. No, no. And then, or change the system, which oddly you could play up front or on the right, which is make the front three a proper front three. three with an but then you have to then. Say to the full-backs, you're playing, your starting position is on the halfway line. And you have to say to Gabbana or Schneider, and you're sitting right in. No. Then, and then Sigurdsson would effectively not be in the team. You'd have to have, you'd have to have a play, you know, three in midfield who... who you could play an eight, like, you could play Sigurdsson as an eight, but then you take them away and then he's got to beat a man or he's got to make the distance. So he can run, don't be wrong, but it's it just whether, I think it's whether Marcus Silva thinks that he's the right fit as a number eight. Or you could have a Wobie as a number eight who carries the ball from the field and creates, you know, mismatches, which is what people want to do. You know, if you look at Liverpool, the, the idea really, I know I mentioned Liverpool far too much, I'll try and use someone else. Kevin De Bruyne from Man City, is the idea that he, he, he carries the ball from the field, beats a man, I assume. The, the low block or the, def- the narrow defence collapses and it creates mismatches. Then you've got your Charleston one on one with a centre back who's slow and, he, and he's going he's to beat them every time. So that's what you need to do. People probably think we're daily down on, on um, Sigurdsson. It, not honestly, it's just. It's, it's, a, fit, it's a fit thing. It's yeah. a, he's, you know, in a certain system, he, he, you know, like last season he showed he could play in the system. We've tweaked it slightly this season for whatever reason. I don't know why, but it, it's not that he's a bad player. It's just that sometimes a manager and a player, their systems aren't like a perfect fit. You know, certain players have been left out by managers for like, and you look at last season, people moaned about Kante playing as more of a forward midfielder than he did this previous season. But Orgino is a better better number six than Kante is. Kante can't play, so he plays in the double pivot. So you've got it. Sort of players have to fit a system for managers. Yeah, as I said, we're not down on Sigurdsson. It's just one of just one of those things. So, <laughs> he's a good player. What he is, he's a tremendous player. It's just it's just that. That's the. It's not the. It's not the glaring thing. It's just that. It's just that you. You could. You, you when you if you want to evolve the system, that would be one of the p- positions that eventually. And I'm not saying now. I'm yeah. saying eventually will have to change. Yeah, you'll have to you know, and, and 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 I don't think that's now. And I think that's that's down the line. I think. I think there's room for a lot of our players maturing together, so that when that time comes, you can be. Move into that system, but actually, it requires 
maybe eighteen months down the line. So and and for those players, like you know, Gabam would be one. Awobi might be another one. Charlison's another one. You know, you got players there who are all 23, 24, yeah, yeah, 25, yeah. You know that, and it might actually take um, a, another right back who best in possession. Well, not just that. As a as more energy, and I know that sounds mad because Seamus Coleman can get up he's and down. He's getting older. He's had a bad injury. You know but I mean? someone who actually is is can. You know, who can get up and down and is lightning across the grass. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's obviously that's where we're going and that's where That's what Salon's really. Well that's what but yeah, I mean at the end of the day Seamus Coleman started that, you know, playing playing. He was it. fantastic and fantastic for that, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day we have to accept that eventually these players and I think that's what we, what was hard for Everton at times. We you know, you look at we, we somehow we waited far too long to replace mm. them, you know, to stamp people like that. And I think I don't think we'll do that on the brands. I think you'll see people sort of phased out. Like little Baines last season, I think I thought it was time for Baines to be phased out. Not phased out, but his game should have been less than two years ago. It took till last year. Everyone was happy with Dean. I think that's what you're going to see with Coleman as well. Maybe about eighteen months time, you'll probably start playing less and less and less. I think he'll be relevant until the end, but I think you'll see another right back come in to, to replace him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Um... Well, it's hard to say. He's the kind of guy who who probably would want to stick around at the club. I think so, yeah. And uh, be part of it moving forward, and know that, um, you know that he's help. He'll be helping the team by sticking around. But I don't think that's quite yet. I don't think that's no, a no. necessity right now. When we're actually, it's going to be Salah. He's going to be. He's going to provide competition because he is quick and he is athletic and mm. he is sort of better crosser in possession than Coleman. But Coleman's the man he has to beat out. So it's going to, it's going to be yeah. himself. But it's going to, be, it's going to provide Coleman with a chance to be pushed for once in his career for the first time. Really, uh, just, just on you, you, you're saying that we're going to evolve over the next eighteen months. I think it's going to take another big window. Like yeah, I do. I think I, I think there was an article there this morning with name three positions. I think we still need about four or five positions because Baines. I don't think is going to stay beyond this. Year, uh, I think it'll be, be gone. So we need a left back, and then probably if we're looking, we looked at Ducora in the summer, see another midfielder possibly coming in. So it, I think four or five, it'll be five or six next year, and then the year after that, then you get to the stage where we've got that core squad where brands can say one or two. Yeah, I think next summer is is the one where the shackles come off yeah. a little bit. You get you've got we'll have got rid of um, a lot more. Yeah, and everybody but Sandro essentially yeah. will be gone next season, and. Um, you make decisions on then you make decisions on Walcott, yeah. Shank Tolson if he's still around at that point, um, Snidlin. Yeah, because a lot of them have a year left, so you can probably just get you can get, get be sold for cheap, won't they? And then and clubs will take that then because the player hasn't got that security to sit on a long term contract on loan. So yeah, I think that, that that'll take the shackles off. We can yeah. probably probably bring players in a little bit earlier as well. Yeah, which will help as well. Help settle people down. You don't need that adjustment period to start for the season. So I'm not really. Looking at this transfer window and thinking, oh well, you know, th- this was the be on then. Though I think the next one is the the next next summer's really really pivotal for me. I think the the, the worry for Everton fans is obviously what's happened this year is they saw a, a vacuum in the top four. You know, it's opened up a tiny bit, and people thought that we should have sort of pushed on for it. But the actual plan from Brands and Silver is probably all th- was the original plans three years. I'm going to guess, and then see where they are and what they need at that point. And obviously, you've got to get into Europe to make that plan work. I think seventh is the minimum. The season that he needs, or a couple, of course. People, people say that though. People say, you know, oh, that it's it's up for grabs and all that kind of thing. But if you haven't got a side that's capable of yeah. getting sixty-five points, and you you you're not in a position to build a side, then there's very little you can do. Whether anyone else is good enough yeah. or not, you've you've still got to get sixty-five points, which which basically means beating 
all the teams you're supposed to be first. Which and is then... tough. It's the toughest path for us last season, anyway. You know, people go, oh, you've got to, you've got to be able to be, beat the big teams, but you've got to beat those, you know, those 14 or 13 other teams. That's that's the where you get your most mm. of your points in the season. You know, you get like what seven bad matches, 78 points from basically playing against those, you know, rest of the rest the rest of the six, really, don't you? Yeah. We'll leave that there. Uh, coming up in part two, we're going to be looking at the final week of the stadium consultation. Bramley Moore Doc will be back right after this. Thanks for downloading the Toffee TV podcast, but did you know we put all our shows out as podcasts? Head over to patreon.com forward slash Toffee TV EFC and you'll find all the latest shows available as podcasts exclusively for Patreon subscribers. So if you need to find all the latest ever news, conversations, stats, match previews and match reviews as easily downloadable podcasts at your convenience, head over to Patreon. Welcome back to the Toffee TV podcast. It is the Piv, Andy and myself, Ped. This week, Baz is in Florida, as we said. He could, as I say, I think he could have just skyped in. Video link, yeah. Video, video little video link. Just little, little, little stand there with his face on. Hologram. Hologram. Mickey Mouse ears on, you know. Sleeveless tops. He's yeah, going he's, for the sleeveless He's definitely top. got a wife beat on. Not that, not that he is. Just he's got a wife beat to see his shirt on. You know, I can see it now. He's definitely going for the... He, I gutted he was that the training gear wasn't all out so he could get a sleeveless top. Oh, dear. So, I've seen a few people there before, yeah. <laughs> so it is. It's the last week. I think the consultation closes on Sunday for the stadium. Mm-hmm. I believe they've had over 30,000 entries already. Good stuff. Uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. The last consultation was... Over twenty thousand. This one's over thirty thousand. Um, that's that's exactly what we need, isn't that? That that's really that shows the you know the the club really pushing on, getting it out there to people, making sure people are aware of of um, what they need to do, and hopefully it'll be enough. I, I just don't see why it would be enough. I think that, obviously there's a divide in terms of football, but it's not just really a football decision. The stadium, it's a it's an economic situation. It's going to make the city so much better. The jobs it'll provide. You're going to get all sorts of transfer, uh, tra- transport hubs around there, pubs, maybe even restaurants. McDonald's probably going to open up another sort of stuff there. All things like that. I know County Road's going to suffer, but it's important for the city to do things like that. I think the whole area is being built up. I think someone told me that they're, really, they're not really accepting any more bar applications in town anymore. They'd like them to move down there. Town, I've said this loads of times, town is outgrowing itself completely. Yeah, it is, yeah. Like anyone who knows the city, it's all right when you go in there on like a normal day because you don't really factor in. Probably what most people like about, about Liverpool is its size yeah. and what it has in such a small area. And I remember when we... When my um, friend Derek came over from from Kansas, and he, he was staying in a hotel in town, and I was saying he was saying, "Oh, how do I get to this other place in town?" I was like, "Walk, yeah, honestly, walk." Talk, and he just had a walk around. He was like, "I can't believe how much stuff there is in such a small area." And when it, anyone's on a night out, you you know, you, people love the fact that that's why Liverpool is so popular. This is that you can literally walk to all the parts that you need to. Like they're spaced out well. They're not all on top of each other. They're not all like, in, like you know, uh, no, like a like going abroad, having in one street. They're spaced out nicely, so there's yeah. almost like different quarters. Yeah, there's like four or five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but you can walk between them. Yeah. So, but when you're a taxi driver in the city, it's absolute murder, and I mean murder because all the roads are just jammed because everyone because 
because because you can walk and yeah. there's very limited roads. It's really hard to get round, and then because it's really hard to get round, you do you. you I think, as you just said there, the bars can't go anywhere now. They've no. so, they've reached they've reached their um, critical mass. Yeah, and um, you know we've seen with the Baltic Triangle how an area can be um, revitalised yeah, yeah. by by something organic growing out of it, and it'll be the same down there. And it already has started. A lot yeah. of people don't know that there's a lot of like underground. Uh, bars and and well, they're more like clubs that are open already towards Bramley Mordock that you know places that don't open till maybe you know maybe I don't know say ten o'clock at night and stay open till six o'clock in the morning. Um, and at the moment, if you're down there and it's like November, uh, <laughs> you can imagine it can just like four o'clock in the morning, November, and there, ain't, there isn't any taxis. No, there's, there's no shelter. There's no oh, nothing yeah. down there. Jeez, but it, <laughs> but there's loads of people. I mean, it was great when I was on the cabs. Um, I mean the 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 Uber the Uber excess was absolutely fantastic, <laughs> um, but um, so it it is key for the city that that the, you know forget about know, we we as Evertonians we want a stadium of course we do but it's key for the city just so 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 the city can start growing out a little bit because when you go to these cities and I think this is the difference when when you go to places like London and you go into like the little boroughs and yeah. you see but. We grow up and we were like, go, you go to town, you go yeah. to town, everyone goes into town, everyone yeah. goes to city centre. You start off in wherever, you start off in, I don't know, whether it be Lark Lane, Allerton Road, yeah. Walton, and you move in, yeah. uh, Walton Vale, whatever. Um, you start off and you end up in town and wherever you start off from, it's not too far, it might be 10, 15 minutes yeah. at the top to get to town and that's where everyone gravitates. You know, when you're in like a city like London, you obviously, you start in your little borough and you wouldn't, you wouldn't probably dream of going the West End. That might be like, one of these things you might do once in a while, you know, but Liverpool's not like that. And it's, as I said, it's the amount of stag do's and hen do's as well. No? Yeah, it's become a tour bar, isn't it, for that? Yeah, there's a lot of people coming on the weekend for you know, different things. Like, Constant Square is basically a tourist area now. Like, I don't know many people who go, like, you know, I'm, I'm 33, but a lot of people my age don't drink in Constant Square, but I don't know many people who go to Constant Square because it's really just like the, the, the stag do's, the hen do's, and people who come into the booth for Friday, Saturday yeah. night weekend there. So, yeah, and, and, and it is wise, as you say, to sort of not have it all and concentrate on one area. If you kept adding bars to the Matthew Street end of town and you kept adding bars to the Bold Street end the time it's just going to be too many people and too many but you need to sort of you can't get them in and out that exactly, yeah. just and, and the, getting a hotel in Liverpool now is ridiculous yeah, it's, it's, I, I've seen I've heard people like on national radio stations saying oh uh, this thing is this thing is uh, just as hard as uh, getting a hotel room in Liverpool it's like where did that come from and you hotels going up all the time as well yeah. isn't it? So even you know, my dad's friend had a like a, sort of like a guest house in in Orton because you know certain clubs in the city have like a lot of fans who don't live here. You know what I mean? And the basically it was full of them every time they play the home. You know what I mean? And then, you know, if I had property, I'd oh, yeah. I'd, I'd turn into Airbnb. Yeah, you would do. I'd turn it straight to Airbnb. Airbnb making like thousands a month. Yeah, more even more than rent. You know, people get like seven pound of rent for a flat. You make tw- twice that off Airbnb. Oh, the amount of the amount of people I've picked up from Airbnbs. You said. They said it was five minutes from town. Well, yeah, it is if you're, you're in a Lambo. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're not bothered how you jump in and, and, and you go and you go. So the city, as we said, the city is 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 just outgrowing itself and that's why it's so so another reason why it's so important. For us it's so important that it's a football stadium and all the rest of it. But if people if I don't know who these people are if they can't see those things, you know, anyway, if you listen you know, we laugh about it all the time. We, you know, uh, I, we always say like, you know, if there's any announcements about Everton, if you want comedy, 
listen to Roger Phillips the next day on Radio Merseyside because it's absolute comedy some of the phone calls and um, you know Jeff from West Derby but it's, these people are legitimate dangers like they are absolute dangers to themselves I think they just like to moan and I think you know because they're probably Liverpool fans let's be honest yeah and I'd be surprised if they're Everton fans but why moan about something you know it's, by the way as well it, it's one of the most beautiful areas of the city the docks right? and we don't use them no. it's basically a derelict road the dock road apart from the Titanic which is a lovely hotel there you know we're not yeah. sponsored by them by the way I'm just saying that no but it is it is a nice hotel but there needs to be something more around that area because it's, <laughs> it's been wasted and look, obviously the maze is one of the finest things we've got I tell you um, when was it I was me car me, me friend of mine's got a garage down there yeah. just off the dock road and um I had to put it in for like, I had to have you know, a job done on it. So I got the train, because we're, we're in Hunts Cross, and I got the train from Hunts Cross and went all the way to Sandhills. Mm. And I walked down, and they were doing the road, and they're still doing the road down there. And there was no cars about, right? And honestly, I could have been in like Victorian times. It was so weird. Quiet. I was expecting like no Ghostbusters 2 in the train, <laughs> rattles past. Yeah. It was so quiet. It was so weird. And... The bridge that goes by the Titanic, there was like these blue lights on it, and I took a picture, and the picture was brilliant because it was dead airy. But it's, I was like, "This is what it's going to be. It's the it's going to be the blue road." But it felt so weird because there's no not I know the Bramley Moor pub is down there, and there's a couple of bits. Yeah, there's a little bit. On a, in a normal weekday, there's nothing open down there. Every weekend, as I said, there's clubs and stuff open, but there's nothing open down there, and it felt so weird. I'm thinking, this is what it is. This is what is down here. You've got. You've got years and years of history behind these walls yeah, and so. nobody can get to it. And and people are moaning, you know, these UNESCO and all this moaning and people moaning about you destroying like the history of But what what are you what are you it's like a tourist section, isn't it? People are going to see it's behind walls that no one goes through. Exactly. Yeah. If someone said you want to take a, sh- a sledgehammer to the Albert Dock, I could fully understand. Yeah. But these me and Baz we went in and you know, onto the dock to to, to, to film a video. It's not in there. Not, there's a there's a couple of tugboats. I feel bad for the tugboats. You have to find a new one. Feel bad for that. Well, if you bring the fans on a party, a party boat, can't party, I'm just, Listen, someone's definitely going to buy a party boat. La- Lawrence Kenwright fully on the party. Oh, boat. he's definitely buying a super yacht. Yeah, yeah he's buying a super yacht. <laughs> Cornick Gladysson parking there outside. He's exactly, telling yeah. you he's he's well on board for that. So no, it's it 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 baffles me that anyone would um anyone would have an issue, especially like go down there at like. I don't know. Go down there in October, nine o'clock at night, and tell me what 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 would be missing out because there's absolutely nothing down there. And it's it's funny at the whole UNESCO stuff. It makes me laugh because you look at places like like Venice, which is fallen into the into the sea, yeah. and you know, and and, I, be, it, yeah. and I bet you, yeah, I bet you, oh, you'll lose, or you'll lose a you know UNESCO if you build. We'll lose the city, mate, if we don't. We'll answer by the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 it really does baffle me, so... I think it'll get through. I think, I think, and I know people, I think partly, you know, the reason is Joe Anderson's not beloved for certain people in the city. I don't mind him, he's fine by me, but, you know, people don't seem to like him and they seem to blame him for everything that goes wrong, but at the end of the day, it, it's a good thing for the city. I think I, I think the city should get behind it. Obviously, County Road, but we believe in a legacy. We're not just leaving. We're not just going to... You know, a big building, Bell, you know, do you want me to do a Belfield just building houses on top of it? You know what I mean? It's going to be used for an actual community, you know, sense it really. So it'd be good. Did you actually see that hotel? That yeah, uh, muted? Stand. I don't I don't know how that would work because that's... I, I couldn't see how the rooms would go. <laughs> that stand is practically... 
on its arse anyway. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's like they'd have to rebuild it, and it wasn't that. That was like who would stay there? Who would actually stay? In the middle of Walton. At the middle of Walton, when there's no football, there's only one football team there. So who would stay there? That would that would be it, though, wouldn't it? That's who would stay there. Like like I honestly don't know who's staying in the Dixie Dean Hotel. Never mind. It's probably full of Liverpool fans. I know. So you know they, they just come over weekends. Like the hordes that they are, you know, they fill every hotel. I mean, it's a Warrington, and you know, I suppose it's sort of staggering Hindus, but I don't say many Evertonians are coming from you know, Wales and Ireland. We don't really come from like Norway and places like that, you know. So we, you know, we, you know, not filling these hotels, not driving home on the weekends. It's 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 very. Odd. I, I mean, listen, I, I do feel I feel bad for. Um, for County Road and that kind of thing, but I, I mean, what can you do? It's 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 at the end of the day, it's progress, isn't it? Yeah. You you talk, you're talking about four or five pubs, um, and a Mackey's in a subway. There's still a whole community to service certain parts. That maybe not as all of it can't be serviced by the community. There's still a community around County Road. Mm. It, it won't, uh, you yeah. know, at least we're not buying every house on the road and boarding them up to get rid of people. But that's it, isn't it? I mean, you know, for any of all these people who complain, who are, who are complaining of. The, the, the point being is, no one's really complaining, are they? Mm-hmm. About, about, no one's saying, oh, you're, destro- you're going to destroy a, a, we a can't community. Be good. No, but no one's complaining yeah. about that, are they? No one's complaining that we're going to destroy a community. Yeah. What they're complaining about about is that. Vins. <laughs> that they're paying for that, for that, for that grant. I mean, that's a nonsense. But the North is a private finance. I know, it's, it's absolute nonsense. Well, it was mooted, but it was an option. It was, it's not going to be taken. We're going to get privately financed. Everyone needs to relax. No, I, I, all I would say is, you know, you've got a chance to, um, if you've got a chance to go and see the roadshow before it's um, before it shuts, then please do, um, and fill the forming. Just make sure you fill the forming, and and make sure if you've got a friend who, or or a family member or anyone to, and you can help them fill the forming, fill the forming because the more of those numbers. The higher it gets, the you know. I, I, I think positions, the more signatures you get. The better. Well, that's it. it. I think I Colin Chong told me the other day. And he said that it was the biggest he'd ever known, or you know, and he'd been involved in a lot of planning permissions. He said it was the biggest he'd ever known, and the you know, some of this on on a video the other day. The, the 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 more we've got it, and the quicker they can get through, the quicker we can start getting built. And then the belief is there, and then you know, all the negativity seeps away. It does. It does, and people are still people are still feeling like. It mightn't happen, but I just can't see it now. And but, you know, it lets me think about it. The machine didn't buy everything because there was no option for it. There's no mm-hmm. plan of a stadium. It, it behooves him as a businessman, as a smart businessman, to have a stadium. You know what I mean? That's that's the whole point of buying Evan Vaughan. Yeah, get it filled in, get it sorted, and uh, we should be all right. Get those reds on the phone in as well. Yeah, just, if it's enjoyable. You know, Roger Phillips is an enjoyable show when they're on. You know, it is. It's better than like you know, you know. Roger, they've moved me bus stop from the end of the street. Roger, it's going to cause us loads of problems around the dock area. That's the problem. You know, we, I, I walk down there often with my dog. I'm the only man there for a million miles. It's affecting my life. Well, you know, come on, good life. There'll be hordes going through the Aldonian village. <laughs> be canoes down the canal. <laughs> hey, I was in I was in Aldi last night and they were selling a kayak. I'm thinking that could be a uh, jet skis down the down the I'm telling you, I think that could. Be the way forward. Everyone buy a kayak and just get yourself down there. It's where you park. Imagine that. Hey mate, can I can I mind your kayak for you? <laughs> and, and when you come back, it's just sunk to the bottom of the stones in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see. Make sure you fill that out. We'll be back in part three to look forward to the away trip to Villa Park. 
Thanks for downloading the Toffee TV podcast, but did you know we put all our shows out as podcasts? Head over to patreon.com forward slash Toffee TV EFC and you'll find all the latest shows available as podcasts exclusively for Patreon subscribers. So if you need to find all the latest ever news, conversations, stats, match previews and match reviews as easily downloadable podcasts at your convenience, head over to Patreon. Welcome back to the final part of the Toffee TV podcast. The Piv and myself, Ped, look forward to the game at Villa Park on Friday night. Could we top of the league by 10 o'clock? We could be, not that matters, but yeah, because it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice, isn't it, early in the season when you can say that, but I, I think this is the game I had down for, like, you know, not as a definite win when I looked at the games, but this is the one I thought we'd have the, we'd have the best chance of opening a team up and scoring a few goals in the first three games. So hopefully, you know, we can do that. Villa have played okay so far, they've looked depressive in patches, leaking soft goals, really. I think they're still getting used to each other, much like, you know, I know Fulham tried the same thing last year, it didn't work for them. I think Villa will, will be a bit of a different pr- proposition, but they just they're still having problems getting you know learning learn to play with each other. So hopefully Evan can take advantage and I think we will. Yeah, um it's one of those games, isn't it? Because it is Villa and it's Villa Park, I think you look at it look at it with a bit more not trepidation, but if you look at a team that have been have come up, you might think, Oh, we should be getting three points. But because it's Villa and, and you know it's a very it's an old fashioned uh, club, one of the traditional big powerhouses of of English football, you just it's not it's it's not a um, a given that we will go there and just take the three points. But for me, I think we've got to go go there and just start on the right foot and just be get right into them. Don't let them settle into the game. You know this is this is a team that will grow game by game. They've got they've got they bought okay. I'm not saying the ball's amazingly. So the te- they're trying to get the team to gel. They've got players from last season who will improve. People like Grealish will improve every game as he gets used to the Premier League. So don't give them time to settle in. Don't give the fans time to settle in. You know, we've seen that on Saturday when they played Bournemouth. Bournemouth get a first minute penalty and then a 2 0 after 10 minutes. And, you know, that takes all the sting out of Villa. Then Bournemouth control the game. Okay, they can see the one, but they control the game. And we've got to do something similar. You know, I think. When we went to West Ham last season, that's got to be the the benchmark of yeah. how we approach these games. Get at teams Fantastic, early. Yeah. Don't let them settle down and try and get an early lead and say, "Well, come on, then try and break us down." Then yeah, that's what you need. When you get an early goal away, that's that's the key, isn't it? Because then they'll come on to us and we are set off for the counter attack in a lot of ways. We like to go front to back early, don't we? So by allowing you know, getting an early goal, they'll bring them out more. The key midfield, the key battles in the midfield area for me, they've got quite a good midfield. I like, I like Douglas Louise, he signed from Man City. He was really good in the two long tournaments in the summer. He's a good football. He saw the goal he scored last Saturday. It was outrageous, wasn't it? And, you know, then you've got Grealish, you can, can, can pick, you know, unpick a defence, and then you've got John McGinn, who's quite, who can strike a ball from anywhere. So, Andre Gomez and Gabamin, if it is them two, and Schneiderman, Schneiderman back, because it's two other guards, yeah. So it could be Schneiderman. I hope, no, I hope Gabamin plays, if I'm honest, mm. because I'd like him to play himself into the Premiership. It's, it's smarter, really, for him. But, yeah, I think that's the key area. If we can win that battle, I think Tyro Mings and Engels, you know, I think we can, I think we can break that them down, really. I, I don't really rate El Mohamed or Gilbert, who they've got it right back. And left back Matt Target, he's all right, I guess. Yeah. I just don't think you just can't let them get ahead of steam. You know, Friday night game under the likes, they haven't won yet. You don't want them to break that stock, do you? Exactly. Can't be think, but I think what the main thing is is that a lot of people will be thinking about this game, going, "Oh, you know, they haven't won a game," and 
Grealish has got this record of not winning games, and we've kept clean, these so many clean sheets and all that. So everything, you, everything then suddenly goes up. Well, ev- obviously everything, everything's going to go against us because that's Evan. Mm. We've got to start thinking about it the other way and thinking again. You want to finish top six? You've got to go to these teams and beat them. You know, we went to Huddersfield last season, beat them. We went to um, Cardiff and convincingly beat, beat, them, yeah. beat them in the second half. Okay, Fulham was a little bit flatter, and we ended up getting turned over. It but happens. but. If we're playing one of the promoter teams, you know, third, third game in, we're unbeaten. Just flout the traps. Yeah, because you know, don't you stand? In, you know, the championships are got a decent league in that. But Everton's quality plus that that style of play where you, as you say, flying up the traps, that will surprise Villa in the early season. You before they get the, get the feet, you know, the feet wastefully wet in the Premier League. So, I think Marco Silva probably will try. And, I mean, I, I, pl- I think we'll probably, probably will plan to soak up a little bit of pressure because we are mm. the wayside, and we will look to hit them on the break, which. You know, it will work for us. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin will start again because he's a hard ball, really, isn't mm. he? Obviously, been a hard ball since as it worked out. But I think I think he'll start again. He'll see key maybe 55, 60, depending on how the game's going. If we're three 0 up, great, just bring him in half time. <laughs> well, that, I mean, the last time we played them, it was they were they were, they were horrific, weren't they? I think we, but we nearly we nearly threw it away, didn't we? When um, coming back, yeah, I think we beat, remember we beat them. I think it was three. We were th- yes. three nil up, and then they scored, and then they nearly scored again. That's and right, then yeah. I think I think Martinez had brought. Um, they bring John Stones on, yeah, and it just completely messed up the defense. Yeah, it did. Yeah, um, they're a bit. They look better this time. I don't know. They've got like a. I don't know what what it, they've got like a. a little, like, well, Team Smith's like you know he's not your typical English manager. If you ever watched him at Brentford before he went, or even Villa last season, play quite open, expansive. You know, good on the eye football. Play four three three. Three midfield, two right, two midfielders, and, and a sit midfielder. The sit midfielder isn't like a powerhouse you know, type who's going to break up play. Douglas Louise is more of a pivot. Uh, who likes to hear <laughs> <laughs> the Pavati as it's called in Spain uh, basically you know he, he's there to sort of as well as break up play he's also going to be you know be the quarterback and, as mm. the, I like to say and sort of set things up so I think that, you know they're really good side but it's just bad news players and whether some of the players are good enough for the Premier League Wesley linked with them last season I was never quite sure he was good enough for Everton he's a good striker but will he score goals in the Premier League Trezeguet not David Trezeguet luckily Trezeguet the Egyptian he's good but is he good enough for the who would you say is the one to watch the real danger well I love Jack Grealish I think he's he can he can break a defence he's just he, can, he might not assist or score many but he's one of those players who just can break down defence with his movements mm. his passing his one twos he can just drive players in there a position John McGinn's a good player as well I don't think Manchester I think Man United were linked with him for 50 million and so much would have been an outrageous overpay but uh, you know people it's the cost of the Premier League it's like the um, it's like the Peaky Blinders derby this isn't it could say that you know yeah. what I mean they think they're the real Peaky Blinders yet we're you know it all gets filmed oh, in Liverpool so yeah and also I, I don't, I've never liked Filler that much I'm going to be honest with you I was saying to you before off, 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 no, off mic sorry how's oh, the day win the European Cup oh, come on you're messing like Ron Saunders quits in February and then I can't remember the manager was he's that he's that, that, that interesting that he no one remembers his <laughs> name you know sorry to him and his family of course but you know oh god just, it bugbears me that they've got that and they yeah. beat us in the League Cup final we've never won the League Cup that all just, it, was just, it was just that era of football where yeah, English teams yeah. were dominating Forrest won you know won it a couple of times another team won it a few times and yeah. when it came to when it came to our team we took a season off taken away from us um I don't mind Villa in terms. I think that a, I think that a club very much like ourselves in the same kind of brackets. Okay, they've been up and down a few more times than we have, but you know, for what they've lacked, they've got that star. They've got that European Cup to make up for it. You know, 
they can always hold that over your head. But they're a big club. They've just been very unfortunate. I, I think the fans are quite reasonable good, about, good, about good their expectations. Fans, yeah. And um, I've, don't, again, don't don't use the fact that they are that they've won the European Cup to lord it over anyone else. So no. I, I've got real no problems with Villa. But the bearable, I, rather than unbearable. It's one of those places say, as well. When you're a kid, like I went to the semi-final in '86. There, mm. um, it's one of those places. For a lot of people my generation, that that'd be one of their first away grounds. Villa yeah, Park, probably would be yeah. A big sort of big safe ground that that you can go. To. I mean, I mean, I've I've stood on the halt as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big old traditional club, so it's going to be interesting Friday night. I really hope Everton go in there with the right attitude. I hope Luca Dean's back. Yes, yeah, uh, not yeah. back is available. Sorry, and I just hope that we can. Um, Continue the start. Skinny, clean sheet. Try and get a couple of goals on the board. Moiskeen comes on again round the same time. Gets a little bit more. I'm hoping him hands on scoring the same game. You know, do the with both the well. Well, that's it. Pressure for, off the shoulders, yeah. For as much as people are talking about Moiskeen, I want Dom to score as same well. Man. I want him to get get that monkey off his back as well. So he's you can have them challenging. You can't just go, oh, Moiskeen's in now. Bye bye, Tom. You know what I mean? He needs to be, but he needs to be in the squad, fighting for his place all the time as well. So them scoring at the end of the day, we need it's it's high time that we start winning a lot away from mm. home. I think last season we saw some improvement, but it's now time to get that away. Record. And then go we go into the game next week then against Lincoln, and we can, can make a couple of changes, and Moiskeen can start the yeah, game, yeah. and maybe Sadibi can start the game, um, and 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 start using those plays that we brought in. I know there's talk of a, uh, a game of Finch Farm uh, behind, the, behind closed doors friendly and things like that. Just against to, the Monstars. Just against the Monstars, yeah. It's, uh, Space Jam, then. Uh, yeah. Making Space Jam 2. Yeah, LeBron James, yeah. I'm not that fussed on that. I don't think there's a big clamour for him. NBA's big, but it's... Still, the issues aren't big. Well, saying that, I haven't watched kids' TV because it's all on used to on BBC One, ITV, didn't it? Now it's on their own channels, way down the line. I don't know what's popular. It's all gone wrong, that. See, yeah. that's all gone wrong. That whole thing... Of you know, students. Wait, I think that would you with a student. You know, if you, in the old days you woke up in the morning and you you bit on over, you might stick BBC One on, going live or live and kicking. Yeah, you wouldn't feel that bad. But now actually out searching out kids' channels, yeah. that feels a little bit too far for me. Yes, yeah, probably is too far. But I haven't done it myself, so fair enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you say that, but um, <laughs> so prediction. I'm going to say three one Everton. <sighs> We're going to concede. Yeah, I think we are in this game. <laughs> I think it's been like a horrible like. It would just be going. really, really nice if we can get the win and then you know the weekend off. Then yeah, knowing that we've already won our game, top of the league. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I can say, yeah, yeah. sit there all weekend going, oh god, you, oh City have lost there. Liverpool have lost. We're on, we're on, we're on, we're on. exactly. Yeah, uh, hopefully City don't lose by no, no, we wouldn't want that. <laughs> Liverpool, yes, not City don't. <laughs> Liverpool last that be a very one-sided game. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, yeah, if I'm Arsenal, I sit six players deep and have four four front. That's yeah. all. That's I don't. I don't think they can do that. I know they're, they're going to be open at the back. Yeah. I'm going to get tortured here yeah, as usual. Xavi <laughs> <laughs> Luiz is a good player, but he's against. He's not going to help them this year against them. So it'll be another one of those four, five, one jobs after twenty minutes. Do you have it? Do you have it? All the pool anyway. Yeah, it's all about Everton getting top of the league. For the weekend, um, do you have it? Yeah, episode two in the bag, a little bit shorter this week because there's one less person, so there's not as much to say, not as much to say because there's one less person. So, and you know, as I said, Baz, Dolphins, the police, Shamu, that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Trim Claw, <laughs> 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 
Uh, it writes itself. It really mm, does. It writes itself. Yeah. There you go. Um, just so you all know, I mean, this sounds a bit weird saying this, but just so you all know, this podcast is available now on iTunes. It's available on Spotify. I mean, I don't know where you've already found this podcast. It's available on Spotify. It's available on TuneIn. It's available on Stitcher. It's available on Podbean. So basically, any anywhere that you want to listen, it's available. The video version of it is av- available on Patreon, and it's also available as a video, but not a visual video, just a video you can listen to on YouTube, if that makes sense. Yeah, make sure you subscribe and give us good positive reviews Yeah, well. give us positive reviews. Reviews. It's obviously a help, you know, help us, you know, continue doing this, which is it's it's been good, it's been great so far. There you go. Never a true word said. I'm a wise man. And check out all our videos as well on Toffee TV. But for the podcast, we'll be back next week. See you then. Toodaloo.